Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Okay, so in a previous minute, when uh, I believe when Justin Hammer was bringing out the his uh, potpourri of... Mm. of of death weapons. Yes. And uh, we had talked about of pain. Cornucopia of pain. <laughs> that might be the title. Uh, so uh, we were talking about one gun in particular. It's the M134 minigun. Old it's painless. Old painless. We've talked about the movies Predator, Terminator 2. I think it's in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, F- Furious 7, The Rock. I think mm-hmm. destroys much stuff. Right. Here's the one thing I don't know if we mentioned this. Okay, suspend your disbelief on all this. That gun, <laughs> that gun has two requirements that are just not addressed in most times <laughs> it is used in movies. The one is obvious: ammunition. Yes, and it's copious amounts of ammunition. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing it requires is power. All it right. doesn't. It doesn't run on a crank. No. <laughs> like I mean, well, I mean, it's in. It's forefathers were run on a crank. Right. But that gun requires of an external power source. It requires a boatload of ammunition. It's when it's used in movies. It usually shows neither of those. Right. <laughs> that plays particularly into the minute we are about to discuss. Yeah. Because here we are at minute 98 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, director of John Favreau. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of bullets a-flying, uh, and uh, your, your, your grasp of physics may vary uh, as we go well, along your here. Grasps of, of the real dimensions and everything yeah. does it. It's fine. Oh, yeah. uh, so uh, we pick up where we left off, which is the middle of the mid-air chase. So uh, War Machine has been taken over by whiplash and so we have poor roadie is just along for the ride and then the air force are behind him and they're chasing iron man through the sky so iron man is talking to jarvis and he says jarvis brick and then that that's where the iron man ended so now we pick up with uh, that sentence which is in <laughs> jarvis break in i need to own him uh and so i like when they show actually the display then as he's talking to him you actually can see a small like wireframe readout of war machine like he's actually right. like scanning stuff too so uh, one of the things that I, I like even though it's probably just my own head cannon is why he's able to dodge this that easily is because he knows where the gun is being aimed like because like his, his systems are so advanced, he can see where the gun is being aimed and to know to not be in front of it. Well, and also and and don't forget that it's the Mark Six suit. It's being yeah. powered by an all new, ultra powerful arc reactor. You know what True. I mean? Like all the yeah. stuff. I mean, it's just a better. It is just better technology on yeah. every level. So yeah. yeah, I mean, all that's plausible. I mean, I've totally understood. So yeah, so it's just sort of like. The war machine armor has a, whatever existing stuff that the Air Force could get off of a plane, like whatever that right. it had, plus hammer tech, which we know his, you know, even even Ivan said, uh, solve what is shit. Yeah, <laughs> so so we have the hammers, the, you know, janky technology, and then whatever Ivan put into it. So actually, as a remote, though, yeah, it's working pretty well, you know? Right. <laughs> the fact, like, there's the very, I mean, you know, I gotta say, Hammer must have some really, really good uh, ISP because there's no lag. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's great. Like he's getting full. I mean, this is 2010. He's got 
full streaming video, and he's actually running. Uh, the, I mean, like my God, was he? Was it a T one line back then? I mean, this is this is great out uh, throughput. Well, when we do see though what he's seeing, it is it's like a it's yeah. like a uh, CCT, like you know what I mean, like a closed circuit television. Yeah. So I mean, like I'm glad that they did show that. Yeah. I mean, there is some believability in that, but yeah, it's, oh, he's not he's not doing like a full. That he that HD, like motion capture, no, or like, no. like, like he's in a wireframe suit and he's doing right. what uh, right, none right, of that right. kind of stuff. I mean, he's still typing on a keyboard. Right. Um, so uh, Tony says, I need to own him. Jarvis says, Yes, sir. And then Rhodey's like, Tony, Tony, I'm locked on. I have target lock. Tony says, On what? Rhodey says, On you. And it's like, Really? Like, <laughs> what, what did you think he was talking about? Like, we're in the middle of a chase. You get that, right? Like, I know. My suit's right. trying to kill your suit. Like, yeah. Well, a lot has been going on. A lot has been. Yeah, it's true. Like, it means, uh, you know, well, you know what Tony's thinking about five things at once. Well, you know, not only where's that. Pepper has begun on his mind. And, and you know, we haven't, ad- and it doesn't really address this, but if you if you think about it in terms of the character, you would have to think he's still on this crazy adrenaline rush of this new element in his body. True. True. Right? He, probably, so, he probably feels better right now than he has in like the last year. Right. Which which would make you think that he's gonna he's gonna over overreach, but uh, yeah. We'll see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, it's like the, the testosterone is a flowing. Oh yeah, yeah um, pretty much. So uh the, then we he opens up with old painless uh and starts to figure out and so we have a, a big a lot of really great shots. Like there's that that really great shot where you can see them over the entire uh, Sark Expo, like yes. from top to bottom, you can, it's, it's 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 gorgeous. Uh, and then they swoop down, and you see him swooping by, uh, running around the 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 side and, and flying through the the into the building and stuff too, which doesn't seem like the best idea. Yeah, when no. you got someone shooting a lot of bullets, you don't want to bring them closer to the people. So, so here's a couple issues. Well, one, and there's not an issue. One of the things I really do love is that we get this aerial shot that is reminiscent of the model. And the whole purpose yeah. of how we even got here in the movie. True. So that's kind of neat to see that. And you see just enough where you can make out that, oh, yeah, here's the the, the arc reactor, the element, the inspiration and everything. You're seeing it in for real. From so this angle, that. you can almost see the solution to the riddle of his heart. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and you know that's and you know what that is. I got to tell you this. I'm not kidding. You can actually still see the Kodak pavilion. even That's from this, true. Because you can see the big yellow with the red thing in the middle. That's Kodak. That's right. So yeah. there we got that. Okay, so then product placement. What, wonderful. What okay. We have this you know, it's just goes beyond saying that the detail of this and seeing the gun activate yeah. and they've got all this stuff going on, the way that the ammunition looks with sort of like tracer t- tails and, and Tony, and then when when the uh the the whole disorientation of seeing the the, the ground and that Stark Expo area come into play. Uh, here's the deal. Let me remind everyone in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. The M134, it it can put out about six thousand rounds per minute. Granted, you need like a, a truckload of ammunition, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Let's just say it's putting out fifty to one hundred bullets per second. They're about fifteen hundred to two thousand feet in the air. All those bullets are hitting the ground. <laughs> that's a lot of bullets. That's a lot of bullets to account for. That's, that's a lot of death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just stray bullets. It's a real thing. When you know, I've never and again, how many times I've watched this movie, and I've always at this point, I'm just like, "Whoa, this is so crazy!" And this time when I watched it, I went, "It's, it's a lot of people who are dead just now." Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's always had, has sort of bothered me about the War Machine armor. Like, of all of the <laughs> high-tech stuff we have, why does he have, like, basically what's an old-fashioned bullet-slinging cannon on there? Like, what is War Machine going to fight that will <laughs> be I mean, vulnerable to bullets. It's just cool. It's looks cool. Which oh, yeah. is all white. I mean, and, yeah. and you know, and they're they're being authentic. Like it is that is how the comic was done because this was during the the very very aggro uh, aggressively male nineties in the comics uh, where it was all about like you should see the Punisher from this period because it's like he the amount of huge weapons he's carrying is ridiculous right. and so this was this was the era of yeah, like. War Machine and Punisher and Venom and 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 Spawn. I mean, like all it was like even Spawn carried like massive cannons. Like this was just very like you know thirteen year old boys running the industry kind of time. So it's this is now, right out of that. No, you okay? But now you and you you brought up a great point. So Tony is leading them back towards the pavilion. Yes, for a reason that is about to be revealed. Yeah, was that a mistake? <laughs> In terms of uh, Tony making a mistake, or you yes. think like, a continuity mistake? No, Tony. Like, yeah, dude. it seems like a bad plan to me. Like, it's a great shot. Like, they come swooping down and they swoop around, and then like they and we, and we follow the cameras following them, and it follows them into the pavilion, and we see then the drones are on the move. Like, it's a great thing of like, oh, that's right. It's not just the ones that are flew up into the air. It's also all of the other ones he has to account for, too. Um, so that we get to shout at them. And it's great. But, yeah, at the same time, why are you bringing the the bullet-slinging monster closer to where all the people are? Like, you could probably fly up like you did with the uh, Ironmonger. Like, I doubt that that the, the hammer drones are equipped for space. Like, why not do that? It just seems like well, and plus what we're about to talk about, which is the callback from the previous minute. Yeah, it's a it's a bad move. It's a bad move. It was a mistake. Yeah. It was really bad, Tony. You should have. You should. You immediately. Should, I mean, maybe what he's thinking is, I got to go back because I still got to make sure Pepper's okay. And I and, well, yeah, and true. there's other drones and there's Let's other hope things. That's the case. I think it's more like I need room to things to maneuver around so that you can't shoot me. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> It's really bad. No, wait, wait, I want to tell you, like, this Almost is... Almost as bad as Superman taking a fight into a heavily populated area because uh, it might give the bad guy a headache. Almost as bad. Okay, that's... Not that's as bad. An, that's another show. Let, let me say something. One of, This is one of definitely the moments, and we've talked about a few of them. Yeah. I've never really spent a lot of time thinking about this, but then I did on this. I'm a little bothered by this in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it really, I mean, I mean, again, and and you're well, we'll get into like you know why why was that scene that 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 push zoom that quick zoom into the observation deck important? Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. because right here we get to have Iron Man flies in front of that observation dude, and all the windows get shot out, and those people are dead. Like, well, okay, <laughs> like the amount of bullets <laughs> in just in those five seconds to shatter all those windows, <laughs> the bullet doesn't stop. Okay, like, I don't think they don't know this. When a bullet hits a window, it doesn't then just drop to the ground because it's expelled no. all its energy. No, it keeps going. And it, behind those windows are a lot of meat. Wait, uh, okay. I just want to tell you this. Because here's something I've never again, I've never noticed before. The bullet holes, and, and you can't, the bullet is not the same size as the hole, I get that. Right. But these bullet holes are big, and they're big, obviously, as you can see them. But, yeah. okay, these are massive. Like, this, this will kill you. You get hit by one of the bullets that comes through this window, you're dead. Okay, so as it pans, and all the windows are getting shot out, people are running... There is a guy, and I'm going frame by frame. There is a guy who's like trying to like get away, and he's got his hand up. And then there comes a moment 
that he just drops. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Like it's the I think it may yeah. be the only confirmed death I think in this sequence. Wow. That dude's dead. And it's animated in a way that, yeah, if you actually go by it frame by frame, he's he drops. But, okay, one thing I just want to note about this whole sequence that I think is amazing that they felt the need to do this. Yeah. The viewing scope. Oh, right. So there's yeah. the, so I don't even know what these are called. Yeah, yeah. It's an old fashioned, like uh, national parks, you know, our national parks here in the United States, uh, other places around the world have them. The little viewing scopes that you can use to like see things close up, like little, they're basically like industrial binoculars that are on a stand. Okay. Is that there simply to, did they just say to themselves, we have to put that in all these shots so that the audience who's totally has no spatial awareness, has no understanding of where anything is. That's the landmark for them to know, oh, that's the thing from the, from 30 seconds ago. Is that why that's there? I, I think so. I think because it, it helps orientate yes. to, to that. Okay. But. What an odd thing, like, and especially because it is, it looks like something, and maybe the, maybe the connection or the art direction is, is that, well, our Stark Expo in the 70s, that's something that you would think of from a previous time. That's, I mean, I don't know if there was a reason for that, which, by the way, in case you didn't know this, um, if you'd like to get your own National Parks viewing scope, Ooh. because your palatial estate has has landmarks yeah, I mean, around it, it that you like to really see. It's really hard for me to see at the far end of my property. So, so you know, you could, <laughs> do you have something that could help me with that? Well, yeah, I do. You know the good folks at Hamaker Schlemmer, which, oh, which, is, which is which is which is like they always have the most ridiculous stuff. <laughs> they sell these for the for the low price of four thousand U.S. dollars. Oh, do you still have to put coins in them? I, I think so. <laughs> but you get the key. You get the key. Oh, you get the key, too. Okay, good. So no one, there's not a guy that just comes to your house once a week to empty them out. Do you know how much that made me laugh? Like, <laughs> wait, you could buy your own viewing scope? Like, for <laughs> what? Anyway. Wow. Rich I, but, but, but neat detail, though. I think that is. I think that's a neat little, I think it's neat when you see land, decisions that are obviously for landmarks for the audience mm -hmm. so that they can connect and say, oh, okay, this was that part there because things are happening very fast. Yeah. That helps. If only they'd known that they could just press a couple buttons and it could turn into a flying saucer. That is that, that is what away. they're in. They're is. in the, the men in thing. black. Yes, those that that is actually one of the ships that the that Edgar tries to take and fly home. Oh, that's for men in black. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right, more death, but more, more death. death, more death. Uh, so uh, Rody then concludes his, as he's yelling, "Tony, on your six. Uh, but then we cut to uh, back on the ground. Uh, Justin is now backstage, so he is running to go and to try and figure out what's going on. And he says, "What's going on? What's happening?" And we see Jack is there, uh, you know, his his sidekick essentially. Uh, and so uh, he's you know on the phone trying to, to figure out what's going on. And so now, and we also see a new person. This is a he's discredited as technician, so we don't actually know what his thing um, is. But uh, so this actor is Brian Schaefer. He has nine credits on IMDb. And you're like, oh, just only nine credits? It's like, yeah, but uh, let's see. Some of the, the uh, those nine credits are, let's see, this, obviously. Iron Man 3, uh, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, and uh, Avengers Infinity War. So you're thinking like, wow. like So, Rob, what do those movies all have in common in the MCU? Iron Man 3. Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, and obviously then here in Iron Man 2. Well, appearances by Tony Stark, like appearances yeah. by Iron Man. Exactly. Mr. Robert Downey Jr. because this is Robert Downey Jr.'s stand-in. 
No. Yes, Brian Schaefer is uh, Robert Downey Jr. So when they need to have lighting and all that kind of stuff, this is this is the guy they set up with. So like when they're doing the first, you know, in that first shot, like him walking around on stage in a tuxedo, Brian Schaefer was the guy in the tuxedo walking oh. around on stage doing that stuff to get timing and lighting and all that stuff right because Star's time is really really valuable, and so like they have stand-ins to do this kind of stuff to get the same because they need to have somebody who is an actor who can do the kind of stuff can looks basically have the same build the same height the same sort of look so that they can do lighting and, and camera work and stuff too and make it good so when the star shows up that they can just actually get on with the work of acting and not have to worry about all the right, other technical right. stuff they have to do so yes he is Robert Downey Jr. Standard and has been in not only these but almost all of Robert Downey Jr.'s movies like he was in the the, the jurist or the, oh, the judge wow. the judge, I'm sorry, the judge. Yeah, so this is uh, Brian Schaefer. So yeah, so he's like, it's a, it's a pretty good gig. Well, and so yeah, and he, and, and he gets to do this stuff like this, and every and every one of those movies, they find a little thing for him to do. So he's been a Hydra soldier. He's been a Shield agent. Okay. Like, he's been he's been like just they find a little thing for him to do in every one of those movies. What's, wait, wait, wait. So if he's been on other, so he's been on non Marvel projects with Robert yes. Downey Jr. Yes, are, are they buds? Like what's yeah. the yeah? I, I I couldn't find any like you know them like I could find a couple pictures of them like you know like in the same outfit like putting their arms around each other and stuff too. But I couldn't find any like where the interviews where they talk about them. And maybe they're out there. I just say like I'm, my research didn't find anything of like him talking about them in the same way that you can find interviews with Scarlett Johansson talking about how much she likes Heidi Moneymaker. Because like right. they're, that's her stunt double uh, right. was they met on this movie and like have done, and she has talked about her in numerous things. I did, I couldn't find anything of like Robert Jr. saying like how much Brian has done for him and how much they're they're you know he likes having him on set that kind of stuff. That that stuff could be out there. I just couldn't find right, it right. in my research and stuff too. But yeah, but he's he's like the the go to guy. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. That fun? So okay, that's amazing. Now let's talk about something for a second. All right. Sure. So when this is all happening, there is, by the way, a transitionary shot where we get another one of those push zooms where we go back inside um, the uh, main pavilion and we see the uh, army drones now yes, on the exiting move. the stage. Right, they're on yeah. the move. Yeah. And and again, it's another one of those little push, like a cameraman's doing it. It's like moving yeah. and then push zooming in to see them coming off the stage. Crowd is yeah. running away. Okay, now I okay, now I love a couple things about this. So we sh- we cut to this backstage shot and one thing that's really cool is and I couldn't find if this is actually the backstage of the stage they were using because the whole right side of the screen is you can see the backside of these L- RGB LED matrix panel grids. Yeah. Like, and it's, this is exactly what they're using. So when you see the, the, the stage stuff, and we've talked about the beautiful graphics they've put on the back of the stage, like anything, right. like Apple does, Microsoft, Google. These, what these are is they're not like TV screens like we have or monitors or anything like that. There are these um, L- L- RGB uh, LED grids, and the grids have LEDs that are much bigger. They're almost like the LEDs you normally would think of in like displays, control panels, and stuff. And they're usually set up maybe like thirty-two by thirty-two because a screen that big, like something in a in a in a soccer or football stadium, it doesn't have to be four K. Because you're seeing it from oh, yes. a thousand so feet away, away, right? Right. So the pixels can be much bigger, and they can be spaced apart. And the reason why I bring this up is one, that's cool that that's there, and honestly, that looks exactly like what the back of that stage would look like. Yeah. So I almost think I it's would the think same place. Is. I they don't talk about it in the commentary, but I would think it is too because that was all a set. No, like, that's that's a legitimate set. I mean, right. Like you know, from from when we see them for the front, like all the walking around on on thing, that is a right. set that they built. So I would imagine they just 
you continue the set out to do in the back. Well, and and, and one they of the a lot things, of good set dressing, which we're going to talk about. Well, well, no, absolutely. And and again, I just think this is this is cool to see this because this gives people a little bit of an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes. One of the neat things about the scene is that you see them all the people in this in this backstage area. They're all lit, and it's almost like they're lit from what looks like um, a, a gel or like a, I forget what they're called when there's a design, right? Like a mm-hmm. pattern. Well, that's how those grids actually work. Those grids are trans. They're they're not transparent. They're translucent. Hmm. They're spacing between the LEDs, and this is exactly how they work. And you and I are both. We've talked about we're both wrestling fans. Yeah. If you ever watch the latest stuff that goes on with with the, the WWE or some of the other promotions, these kind of panels, there's gaps between them. There, that is exactly how these things look and work. If you look the look at these things up close, they like a cheese grater. Huh. And so that's all legit. Like that all matches that they still might be using particular lighting and a, and a, oh, sure. and a, and a panel and stuff to give that effect, but that's all real. That's exactly what it would look like. If you're the guy behind the scenes. Now, here's my question. The dude who now I found out is Robert Downey Jr. Stand in. Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> Who's that? What is he doing? What's his job? I would assume that he's the one who is actually triggering the event. Like so, my thought is he's the guy who was actually running. Like when uh, Justin says Air Force, he's the guy that goes Air Force and presses the button and brings them up and do like. I think he was okay. running the presentation. For so Hammer. he's he's running the pre- he's not running the screens and the lighting and the sound. No, he's I not- think that's part of it too. I mean, I think that, like when you do it, you take over and you're doing things. I think there probably was a Stark guy when when Tony Stark was taking the stage at the beginning of the movie. I think there's probably a Stark person back there running it as well because. Um, he wasn't shooting okay. it. And if right. you remember, like, you know, like when the when the video came out and all stuff, there's somebody backstage who's like basically like, you know, he says, like, you know, the person we need to talk to is my father, and then boom, he presses the button to play the video back from Right, right, of course, right. Yeah. So I assume that's that that whoever's sitting there is running the show that like the presentation that's going on. And well, so oh, this I would assume that he is a hammer employee. Okay. And the reason why, okay. And the reason why I question that is because, okay, normally, you know, in theater production, you're, you're, those people are usually in the back of the audience area because they're seeing what is being seen, right? Yeah. But it's interesting that he's behind the screen. But again, because the way this is done, it's fine. Yeah. And also because it's that, that pavilion, that outdoor thing. Like, I don't know that, you know, because we, we see that there's not really a booth. Right. As we look out in the crowd, because it's, oh, you know, it's right. this, is, this is built in the, well, as we find out, it wasn't not built in the 70s. It was actually built earlier than that. Uh, right. We'll find that out in the next minute. Um, but, uh, you know, so like it was, they didn't have any of that kind of stuff back then because it was probably just someone on stage yelling really loudly. Now, when you look at all this stuff as it pans and it's dark, so it's hard to see details and stuff. Yeah. Typical soundboard, control boards, obviously monitors in a yep. variety of things. There is a MacBook. Which I oh. thought was interesting. It's one yeah. of the few times you, you see actually, an Apple. Do you actually see the Apple? Like the, yes. the Apple. Usually they cover up the logo. No, th- this one is. It's actually on one of the back desks, and it's clearly a MacBook. Which <laughs> I was really surprised. Never noticed that before. Again, it has a really cool desk lamp that I would love to know what the desk lamp maker is because <laughs> it's really cool looking. Um, but just you know, obviously all the AV production stuff that you normally wouldn't see. It's all behind the scenes. But here's my other question: mm-hmm. the back back wall of this backstage area. Looks like a planetarium. Why is that? <laughs> what? I mean, what's going on? I don't understand. I, like, I assume it has to be darkened like that because of the light. You know, like the light coming out. Forward. No, but 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 the the it looks like a starry sky and the stars are twinkling. And I'm totally like that messed with me completely. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> There's like a backstage to the backstage. 
what's going on here? Anyway, again, it's just things you pick up when you're looking at it like this. Right. I just, I love overall that we get to see a little bit of the real true behind the stage area. And that's what this appears to be. Yeah. So Jesse was running up to the to them too. And like I said, Jack's on the phone. Uh, and so the technician says, the software has been overwritten. Justin says, what? What do you mean it's been overridden? What, is, what does that mean? Uh, and Texas says, I think he slaved the drones. <laughs> Justin says, that's impossible. Call the guards. Like, the, the guards? Who were the, who were the guards? What guards are you calling? Uh, <laughs> and Jack says, all the phones are down, sir. Which is interesting. Like, all the phones are down. So, like, like so he's trying to call back to... Oh, that's... I, call the guard. I see. The call the guards mean he, call, he want to call the guards at Hammer. Exactly right. No, that's guards that, that I put in charge of. Yeah, that's that what he's. Ta- I was just gonna say that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Right, right. I'm right. an idiot, but I figured it out. Um, uh, Jack says all the phones are down, sir. He says, "Well, then call their call their cells." And he says, "Their cell phones aren't working either, sir." And of course, we know why. <laughs> no, because <laughs> they're they're swinging. Uh, yeah, they're they're yeah they're yeah. they're well. I no, I won't say that. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think a lot of times I've watched the scene. I thought it was like, oh, the the everything's down here at Stark Expo. No, he is. He's talking about Hammer, the Hammer headquarters, right? Because yeah. Ivan can't control the phones at the Stark Expo. Right? That's, no, he's not into that system. It's the drones. Yeah. So a little interesting note on that. Um, and then yeah, J- what's it, Jack, his Jack. assistant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack, super super unhelpful. Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> See, he is, he is no Pepper Potts. Let's be honest. No, he's not a Natasha either. No. Uh, so uh, we can say, so if you've been playing a movie computer cliche bingo, I think you're about to have a winner because the technician says he's locked us out of the mainframe. <gasps> Cha-ching! Oh, not the mainframe. The mainframe. Yeah. And then Pepper comes running again and says, who's locked you out of the mainframe? <laughs> Oh, the mainframe. Because I the mainframe's the main yeah, frame. It's the that, frame. It's the main one. That like, it's frames not, it's not a, everything that's right, happening. It's not a side frame. It's the main frame. Like, of all the frames, this is the one that you don't want to have lose control of, because it's the main frame. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Audience. <laughs> out of the mainframe. So then Justin's immediately trying to get rid of Pepper because he doesn't want it. Like, he still thinks, I love the fact that Justin never thinks he can still salvage this. I, I, no, it's, it's still fine. Like, it's like I, I can't let her know what's going on because I can still get out of this. It'll be fine. Please, please go away. Go away. I've got this handled. <laughs> Pepper said, and Pepper says, have you now? <laughs> Yes, I do. In fact, if your guy hadn't showed up, this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> your guy. So please now go away. Thank you. Uh, and then, like, like, and he's like, he's like, well, I handled that. Good, oh, she'll yeah. go now because I said that. So like, and, and so he turns back and he like leans over to the technician, sort of whispers in his ear, <laughs> and he said, and I'm, I'm thinking this probably had to be a like just a off the cuff thing because he says, listen, we gotta get these. B words. Oh there. yeah, I don't think oh, we yeah, can yeah. say it. But we got to get these female dogs well, out of here. <laughs> yes. And then and, said, and then suddenly he feels uh, it, a grip on the back of his neck, and he says, "What?" And <laughs> Natasha has decided uh, she's not going to play this Natalie role anymore, and grabs Justin Hammer and 
as as as, as he's being manually manipulated, oh, that's where our minute comes to an end. As we'll like, we'll hey. continue that conversation about yeah. that whole. Well, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. She's had enough. Yeah, everything's falling apart. Things got to get fixed. You know, I just want to say, you know, it's kind of funny to see Justin Hammer, a character like him, just get completely desperate. And I, and again, the nuance, there is a nuance in this performance of where he's, you know, go away and and he's, and he's doing it so like theatrically with his hands, like, no, please just go away. (laughs) (laughs) Pretend like this is not, you haven't seen anything. You can leave now. Like, I'm a a situation. I'm handling it. Like, please, I don't need, I don't need you here right now. Oh, it's it's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so that 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 is the end of minute ninety eight, and so we not will not find out uh, what what Justin impacts until minute ninety nine. So you don't want to miss that. So Kyle, so we've seen like all of this crazy behind the scenes like technology mm-hmm. and what goes on. You know, if you want something, you want a, a behind the scenes conversation. You want to get really into the nitty gritty. I know we talk about Facebook every once in a while. Sure. But let's say, let's say you want to go beyond that. You want to yeah. get more into the deep, more into the Facebook details of this. Facebook is on stage. Like we're on stage there too. Thank like you. you want to exactly. go backstage. And so exactly. We have to find a place where we can talk about like how the show actually gets put together, like the the wires and gears and like how it all is. And the go. place that we do that is on Discord. We have our yes. very own Discord server, uh, and it is free to join. Uh, if you go to thenextreel.com and scroll down to the bottom to the Discord, click on that and join our Discord community. We have our own dedicated Marvel Movie Minute channel. Channel. I was going to say because yeah, cha- you have threads inside the channel. All right, so it's a channel, and then inside the channel are threads. Okay, got it. I I work in computers. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can't know everything, folks. Um, but we have our we have we can talk we can talk about all sorts of stuff. We have sections for movies, for television, like whatever you want to talk. Even even uh, what's going on with uh, the uh, current disease that is ravaging our country. Uh, we have a section for that too, if that's what you want to talk about. But if you just want to talk Marvel stuff, we are there too. So Rob and I are. Both on there, along with the other members of the next real uh, shows, all the all the hosts are uh, available as well. So you can talk to us about anything about how we know about, about our favorite Marvel movement movements, so about the show, about how we do it, whatever you want to talk about. We are available to you on the Discord. Uh, so welcome, come join our Discord community. We would love to have you. So uh, be back here for minute ninety nine, where we find out what's happening. We're going to find a little history of this this very building that they're in right now, uh, and uh, lots more action because we are in full on action mode now too, as we're going back and forth, uh, and of course, uh, plenty of Ivan, all the Ivan you could hope for. Minute ninety nine. Enough said. Bye. <laughs>